Um, I was gonna real quick give a little bit of a, a little little bit of a spiel, a little bit of my thoughts on on this thing, this thread. I, no, no, I've seen you know a, a thread from from this guy previously, recently, um, and I I just found it like I I, I didn't find anything in particular to be like uh to be frustrating uh with with well it's like i i don't know it's like eh, sort of like correct sort of not correct um it, but it, it was funny like like i think that one was it was talking about something to do with uh like i don't i, I don't feel suicidal i just feel like i don't want to exist on this earth anymore because living is too hard um, and like, I just had seen a quote retweet that was like, this ideology is the stupidest thing ever. But I, I was like, I'm, I'm like sort of in the middle with that. Cause it, it was like, later on he realizes like, apparently this is called suicidal ideation. I've, I've been told. Um, and it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like that's uh it's still a problem like just because it, it but it, it it was like i i don't want people to be concerned for my for my health and so it's just like well i mean why not though because it's it's fine for people to be concerned when you've got an issue like it it's okay man i don't know um but yeah it's the shipping epidemic um this is this one's a bit of a doozy um so it's like you could, if you don't know, you can Google Namex name and see not safe for work fan fanfics of said characters. Um, said characters. This is the first slide, isn't it? There, there are no said characters yet. Um, but yeah, it's the most toxic shipping fandom starter pack. Now, I I've seen a lot of stuff from these communities and. You know, there's that meme that goes around that's like, uh, me when bad, uh, the, the, the fan base, what, what is the thing? Um, I love, I love this thing. Oh, but the fan base, I can't stand the fan base. Like, it's like the, the original position from that is like the, the art itself. It's like, like, f forget death of the artist, like, we have to full-on go to, to the level of, like, death of the, the f fan base. Like, it, I, I find it a little bit bizarre that people will judge, like, the thing itself. It immediately comes up, just like, oh, Undertale, I love Undertale, one of the greatest games. It's one of the greatest games. People are immediately jumping to, oh, but the fan base. It's like, I, I mean, like, why do you care about what other people are saying and doing online? Like, ever why why does that have to affect you it just it just seems like a bit of like an emotional maturity thing where it's like mm, i don't know i don't know why it matters um but we we got jojo which i've never seen anything of myself like i i, I don't think i've ever i mean most toxic fandom like I've, I've seen people just being a little bit ridiculous when it comes to uh like oh you have to watch the show um, and they've been obnoxious about it. It's really ticked me off before. And I, I mean, I've had a negativity bias against people like that for other unrelated reasons, which is why it's a bias. But it's like, I don't, I don't really know if I have an issue with that. Um, specifically, this is talking about shipping. Like, never really noticed an issue with, with JoJo's and shipping. Um, I don't know what that is. Harry Potter, I mean, people have, like, shipped like crazy, but... 
like it's cringe but it's never been anything where i'm like oh it's awfully problematic like harry and draco there's this sort of like um this culture maybe i don't want to get into it too much but like there's a sort of culture that you see um at least in my generation among high school females where they like really like i suppose sexualize male gay gay activity uh well they romanticize it for sure but they also sexualize it to a certain degree and it's like i mean it's that's one of the first things i saw with that was like that's a that's interesting that you think that um that those two characters you know draco and harry being together like that okay interesting um never really seen anything of shipping from this show i haven't really seen the show i've heard a little bit about it uh my hero academia i think is the yeah toxic shipping it's not so much who they're shipping but how religious they are about it how how dedicated they are to to being like these two people are together when it's like well no that there's no basis in the um in the actual fiction itself about that it's not canon and it's like as long as you can see these and and understand like there's a separation from canon and there's a separation from real life and not freak out about it in any particular way then i feel like you you it's like that's the litmus test is like how emotional are you really getting about this thing um and like like are you are you ill are you normal in the head (laughs) like like i feel like it's something to keep in mind it's like undertale it's like there's there's and uh, there's a lot of things within these where there's canonical shipping and people like like canonically speaking there there are romantic couples that go through romantic arcs in the actual canon itself so i don't know it's it's an interesting example but i i kind of see where you're coming from with it where it's like yeah that the fan base is cringe i guess that people do cringe things within the fan base rick and morty cringe fan base for sure but the ship like there's no like shipping like i've never seen anybody ship anything like like i could just be um ignorant to this and i don't know if it's just like googling it's like i mean just the fact that you can google any particular character shipped with any particular character within a franchise and that someone's done it it's like I feel like this is just an extrapolation of Rule 34. Someone's done it. Yeah, of course somebody's done it. Why do you care? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Um, South Park, I've never seen any, anything from. Steven Universe, I've seen uh, too much from. And that's that's definitely a bit of a, a cult of a, um, a fan base, for sure. FNAF definitely has some some stuff within that. Doug and Romper, I don't really... I'm not familiar with anything from it. Um, has been hotel. Again, I haven't seen anything of it. Maybe I'm sure. Like this is all sort of like a. It's a rule thirty-four. Once again, it's like if you if you search any of these things where you take any character, it's like you could probably find any anybody shipped with anybody. Uh, but like, what's the point? It, it's like it it exists. We know it's out there. So like, why do why do we even care? Attack on Titan. But then it's funny to have like Dream, be the one in here where it's like well this all of these are fictional this is sort of to a certain degree a reality show like it's got real people playing minecraft together like i I don't know 
um, say uh, people will ship any duo trio group team rivalry regardless of any canonical hints of romantic slash sexual attraction. I feel like that's the point. Um, like when there when there's nothing there, they will make it be there. When there is something there, then they're going to obviously, you know, go crazy with it. Um, that's like they've all been shipped amongst each other. Like put, it's like yes. Like that's that's the way that the internet works. Like people people do this. Um, lots of these I haven't seen, or I'm I'm only vaguely aware of. But it's like I've never seen anybody do that with specifically the. This used to be my favorite film uh, as a kid. Um, what, what year was that? Nineteen forty thirty seven. What of the piss? Um, Peter Pan, Disney Peter Pan. Like never seen anything with that. Um, cause I feel like this is relatively like, um, like not mainstream because it's like an old IP. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing for, for people to talk about. It's like, I've obviously seen a lot of Undertale stuff. Um, never seen any Jojo. Um, just because, um, this movie came out recently and it's, it's a massively popular movie. It's like, yeah, people have been doing stuff with it um it's like this this much is a like everything presented here is true it's like um people will ship any anybody with anybody uh regardless of what canonically they are sexually attracted to um either hinted or confirmed within within the canon people just ignore that and they they ascribe whatever they want onto it. It's like that much is definitely true. Um, but it's framed within the context of this being like a bad thing inherently. And it's like, I don't, I don't really see why it's an issue. Um, no issue with kids, kids, minors being shipped respectfully, but my issue with people have sexualized them and fan fanfics by defending it saying it's fiction. It doesn't matter. Um, they're all kids. I don't care if you're a minor too. I, I feel like that I don't really have any issue with this. It is I do think it is weird, sorry, Tiger, um, that when to see people shipping these two child characters, uh, Kirua and Gon, I, Kirua, for some reason I, I like, I struggle with the pronouncing the, Kirua, it's, it's not, it's not difficult, I don't know, I don't know why, I'd... anyway, but it's, it's like, there's like 10 year old boys, with no sexual connotation within the show whatsoever and then people like shipping them together it's it's weird um there's nothing canonical in here as far as i'm aware with a lot of these things there's nothing canonical um steven universe is a very confused show about a lot of the um a lot of the issues that it has with uh like what like gender sexuality romantic like it's it's messy um so i i i don't know like like it that, that one's a weird one i don't i don't really know much about the rest of them but it's like for the most part there's nothing within the the canon i think it's this next slide yeah this is the one that i'm like um so it's like parental guardian x child cess ships and any adult x child ship are sick i would tend to agree um but part of my issue with this um 
so Rick and Morty, I've never seen anything within the, sh within the fandom where they're people shipping people together. Um, it's really not that, um, sexy of a show in general um there's not a lot of like wholesome romantic it's following the antics of a very broken home um with you know a lot of like crazy uh personality types interacting with each other um like everyone is sort of dislikable for different reasons it's it's like you've got rick who's it's a bit of like a megalomaniac, I suppose you could call him. Um, you know, he, he, he thinks that he can just do anything. Um, and, you know, he has, a, he has a massive ego because of how intelligent he is and how he can weaponize his intelligence. Um, and him being the father of Beth, that sort of carried on to her where she has a bit of an ego. Um, her husband is pathetic. Um, and their their relationship you know started out with a single teen pregnancy like like a prom pregnancy that was like you know they wouldn't have been together if not for the mistake in the family and and you could kind of see the way that i mean but that, but all that pressure being put onto summer as that person who's like you are the mistake we wouldn't have been together if not for your existence you know puts a lot of trauma on her but she's really hedonistic and annoying <laughs> uh morty is sort of similar where he's very pathetic in a lot of ways he's he's cowardly uh very rarely charismatic um but he's a 13 year old who's extremely horny like the, like that the art style and is one thing where it's like the art style is just sort of generally unattractive uh it i mean it's, it's something you see in in you know animation nowadays it's just that's i don't know that's the way it is um that's the way people do things uh adult adult animation just has to have like this disgusting like f you know frank thomas and ollie johnston rolling around in their graves being like what happened to appeal what happened to appeal we ha we you, if you have to sit here and animate these characters for hours on end and if i have to watch them for however long the runtime of the show is then i want them to look like nice to look at and i i think this show falls flat in a lot of ways in that but regardless uh they don't really have a lot of uh romantic tension in the same way that a lot of these other shows do because the show is so cynical um it doesn't really believe in love in the way that a lot of other shows do uh, or, or a lot of other fictional things do um but it is kind of funny to be, like, ragging on incest when this show has not a supportive opinion, I wouldn't say, for, like, incest. But it has canonical incest happen in the show on accident, albeit. But, like, and, and in an incredibly bizarre circumstance that would never be able to translate into real life. But it's like that there is incest that, canonically speaking, there's like isn't the character called like the giant incest baby like it's it's acknowledged that it's it wasn't intentional and that it was like disgusting that it happened and whatnot but like it's canonically in the show because the show is like dirty and graphic and cynical and gross so it's like it's an interesting thing to bring up and i haven't seen anything from the sh from you know what whatever is 
prompting this individual to complain about this. Um, but I, I do find it interesting to, comp to specifically prop this up as an example. Um, when it's like, I, I don't know. Um, I have seen people do things with with this. I don't really have much to say about it. I don't really, I didn't really remember like watching the show. People, I don't know. Um, Batman and Robin, I don't know if I've ever seen anything with that in, in like any particular iteration. Don't, uh, and haven't watched this show, don't understand a lot of this stuff. Uh, most of the anime on this, I really haven't, haven't a, a single opinion on Genshin Impact. Uh, are, are Genshin's characters really even characters, or are they kind of like less developed than like Apex Legends, where they, they you know, they've got like some backstory and they've got like hints at uh relationships but you don't really see them interact in a story so it's like you know kind of kind of i don't know um it's like cuphead and mugman are brothers i don't know if i've seen people like do things shipping them together specifically or drawing nsfw or whatever like i i don't know i'm sure it exists um sans and papyrus i think i have seen um Never seen anything Phineas and Ferb. Never, never at all, even close to seeing uh, anything to do with Lost of Us. Uh, like, like people really do that. Like, I, I guess, I guess if we're operating under the idea that that this is a thing that just happens to everything, I'm like, okay. Um, but. Uh, okay, this is an interesting example, right? Because this show, in and of itself has some really strange things happening in it romantically and sexually speaking so it's like i don't know i don't know why this is a particular example again like kind of worse than rick and morty where it, it actually does believe in love to a significant degree like it's kind of the opposite of rick and morty in that it um it it, it very much it, it's like anti-cynical <laughs> like it's very much like a a, a doe-eyed, like childlike view on on the world and and on a, a lot of things. Um, but again, I don't really know all that much about it. Uh, my hero, I don't doubt. Uh, seen a couple things about it, but it's like, yeah, no. It's, I mean, I've seen stuff in Gumball. I mean, it's it's like I don't know. It's it's a kids show, and it's like i don't know it's it it happens uh, i've never seen anything with gravity falls um i've i've gone over basically everything on on here but it, it is interesting so it's like all of these are within their own canons mostly like th there's no there's nothing like where they're like baiting ships between these things this is just people you know putting their own ideas out there where they're like we let's let's do like the funny incest of like, like i don't know whatever they're into um but it, it is strange um where it's like all of these you know within their own continuities are like pretty much fine with the exception of this and then this is the really important one is dragon maid now people it's it's really interesting like to put dragon maid in the context of all of the rest of these ones because it's just like so you are concerned with like um people see 
the like like these two or these two brother and sister these two brothers we see this this uh entire family like you you have a problem with these people being shipped together within the context of the shows themselves having no canonical implication to that whatsoever which is one of the things that you know was mentioned here uh here where it's like yeah no canonical hints um so it's like there's no canonical hints um is it and and i agree that this is happening no canonical hints people just do it whatever because they feel like doing it whatever motivates them to do that um but it's interesting that with all of these there's pretty much no canonical hints with this being sort of a minor exception i mean i i can't really speak to it i haven't really seen it but i've seen clips and understood certain things heard some discussions about um what goes on in this that i'm like I don't know it's it's seems a bit sussy um but this being like the only one where there is straight up canonical like i I don't know if i call it romantic but there there is a uh a relationship a physical and i think to a certain degree sexual relationship between a like like an eight-year-old boy and a an adult woman in the very least uh not not only is it is, is she an adult woman she's like she's she's the classic like she's a thousand years old type of thing like i don't actually know what her canonical age is but um in the show in and of itself um isn't isn't his name uh shota kun shota I, I, obviously Kuhn is an honorific, um, but I'm pretty sure that that word is like, it's like the opposite of lolly. I'm pretty sure where, where it's like, you know, it's male. Is that, uh, no, no. Well, uh, oh no, so, so well, there's Chotokan, um, which is like just, you know, male version of lollycon. But then there's what is it? Um, um, yeah, yeah. No, his name is Shota. Um, S H O U T A. Isn't like I I swear that's a reference to the, to the fact that it's a, it's this type of, like character dynamic. Um, or, or he's the type of character where it's like a, it's a sexualized young boy. Um, like, I mean, I, I suppose I could be wrong. Like, maybe it, maybe it's not supposed to be a reference at all. But within the show, in and of itself, it is an absolute. Um, I mean, to, to to call them sick, I would absolutely call it sick. I mean, the, the show has. I mean, somebody did this. Somebody went in and wrote these scenes someone storyboarded these scenes somebody um you know greenlit the the ability for these storyboards to be used within an actual plot of of, of the show eventually someone animated it and then people you know it was it was put out and people consume it it's like there there was an absolute definite problem within um i don't know shall we say it japanese culture shall we say it uh weeaboo culture or just just human culture in general um 
where there are people who think that it is okay for an, an adult to be sexualizing a minor. Um, I, I think there are some very dire consequences for that, but it, it is interesting to put this as an example among all of the rest of these, which for the most part, maybe with two minor exceptions, uh, don't have any sort of, you know, you know, parental guardian, ex-child, cestship, adult childship, like, there's none of that that is actually intentionally hinted towards. It's just something that people do because people are into that, and so they want to, like, draw these characters in these situations, and that they just do it with everything. This is the creation of these two characters, um, where, where it particularly, you know, it was created to be, uh, I suppose you, you could say it, uh, pedophilic. Um, I mean, th th there's a scene in season one of that show where two, like, at least physically, I don't know, canonical age of uh, whatever her name is, uh, but it's like two, uh, like, like kindergarten age girls are like, practically making out lying on each other in extremely sexual positions like it's it's a very very disgusting show um it, but it, it it's also funny the way that people actually the way that online discourse at least twitter discourse has discussed this show people will have you know when season two came out i mean the i'm pretty i seem to remember like the animation studio like physically burnt down so it was like we didn't know if they, they were ever going to get uh, you know a continuation so dragon maid s comes out um or at least when it was announced it's like hey wow they're coming back um a lot of beautiful animation in that show it's just i mean from a writing perspective from an actual consumption of media perspective there's just nothing going on in it um and i mean it's, it was a slice of life it's like okay yeah but like there's there's literally no drama like, in any amount of drama or action or any other other elements that they put into it is is just, like, eventually just forgotten because it, they just wanted to, like, animate people doing things. And it's like, I, I, there's, there's hardly a story here. There's not really... It's like, it's like a, a basic... About as basic as a story can get where it's like you're just sh showing things happening progressing from a to b regardless i mean that that's a a you know critique of of the show itself when when dragon maid s came out people were calling the show pedophilic not because of the literal pedophilic you know relationship that they have where we have an adult woman who is um taking advantage of a a, a child um but what or or, or like the the animators who intentionally animated a scene like it, it's just it's funny that people get worked up about cuties so, so something something of that caliber where it's like these are real human beings albeit like you know obviously we can take it to that level real human beings sexualized very big problem um especially considering the the, the actors themselves were underage and it's like well we're going to make a movie about how sexualization of kids is like wrong right but then we're going to intentionally do it constantly and edit it in a way and frame it in a way storyboard like the entire story is done in a way so that me as a director i can intentionally shoot like 11 year old girls twerking it's just like it's very clear that you're into it um and you used someone else's kids uh and exploited someone else's kids in 
in order to make what you wanted to make and it's like yeah i don't i don't think that's okay and i don't think you know i don't think most people think that that's okay but for some reason there's a very vocal perhaps it's a vocal minority of people who are okay with this um but are not okay with something like cuties um or maybe they are like i I don't know <laughs> i've never never spoken with them before um and i i definitely understand a certain amount of it, it being a um a fictional character like there's definitely another side of the argument to a certain degree but it's it's just it's nasty that it exists in the first place that somebody clearly gets off to it and created it for that purpose um I don't know, like, I think to a certain degree, the fact that it's a adult woman and a, a underage male, um, there's a, there's a lot of apologia. Is that the proper use of the term? People, people do not hold women accountable for sexually exploiting young boys, um, because th everybody just assumes that there's no damage that can be done whatsoever because they, like, enjoy it as a, as a 10-year-old who doesn't, like, know anything. It's like, hey, being sexually exploited at a young age leaves deep, lasting mental scars. Um, and I don't think anybody should be apologizing, uh, uh, playing apologetics for that. Like, that's pretty messed up. Um, but, like, like people were getting mad at Dragon Maid S, not because of the actual, like, pedophilic themes within the show itself. No, they were getting mad at the short dragon lady with large breasts because she was short like like she was she was so short that meant that she was uh, like a child despite the breasts like okay like like you're not going to uh have an issue with the actual lolly character where it's like oh she's like a thousand years old but she looks like a child because the body of children turned on the the people who you know like the the, the people who made the show were like you know the, we're not going to complain about the actual sexual exploitation of a child here by a you know by a being who absolutely understands what she's doing um like not going to complain about that we're going to call it pedophilia to animate a short woman with large breasts that was a big Twitter moment. Um, so I don't know how much of, of this I'm necessarily allowed to talk about on Twitch, as it's obviously a lot of a pretty uh, intense topics touching down on. Um, I forget what the term lemon means, but it's just like, yeah, to, to be concerned at a lot of this is like... Like, I don't know, like, some of those I'd be like, yeah, no, those are sick. Um, but, like, a lot of this is just a fantasy, and you have to remember that. Um, like, I I feel like this this fails to see the other side, where it's like, I'm not, in, I'm st still kind of conflicted on this issue. I I kind of see one side, but I, I just, I don't know exactly where I lie when it comes to, like, the action. Because you, you start to get into the predicament of, you know, like there's so many, so much ground that you have to to cover. Where you're saying, um, how much is it is it morally acceptable to um, 
to have a fantasy that is completely detached from reality? Is it possible to detach a fantasy from reality? Um, like, is it, uh, is it morally okay? I mean, what is wrong with incest in the first place? What is morally incorrect about that? Um, and even if, you know, two people can agree, um, why it's not morally okay, is it okay within the context of it only being a fantasy and not being something that actually, and you know, individual in particular would be wanting to indulge in you know what does it encourage people to indulge in in those in, in that behavior in real life and, and do something that is morally incorrect like this is a very packed uh moral debate that absolutely is not settled which is why this entire thing is happening in the first place is because people can't agree on this but it's like this sort of uh, moral outrage is very interesting to watch because it shows a very clear lack of understanding of what any arguments could be against it. It's like like when a, I don't know, maybe you see like a Christian conservative go on Twitter and be like, I can't believe that gay people exist. Can you believe that gay people exist and are doing this? It's just like, you seem very out of touch with how much... Um, like it, it's like yeah yeah this this is a thing that happens because people think differently to you um you can't just be like i can't believe can you believe that this is happening it's like people yes people can believe that that's happening <laughs> like you are not convincing anybody by be but by clutching your pearls like this um if you really wanted to convince somebody then I, I feel like the tone of this wouldn't start out with something like this let's talk about it the right way if you don't have selective vision like this is a very smug attitude. It's it's very um it's just it's it's like you, you want to talk about selective uh selective vision like you clearly don't see the other side of the aisle here and I I'm kind of in the middle where I'm like you know some of this I'm not comfortable with some of it I'm like I don't really give a crap but like a lot of it is just this is just what people do and to pretend like everybody should just like automatically agree with you. Or it's like what this is, is it's pandering. Like you were just pandering to the people who already have a problem with this thing. Um, and clearly people don't aren't really on board with it because it's not getting a lot of positive traction. Um, and it said that he reposted. I'm wondering if he like clarified some things by by editing. But he said that... I, I don't like enemies being shipped. I don't mean the enemies to love as trope. Um, this is not going to convince anybody. Um, so it's like enemies to love as trope within a canonical context is fine. And maybe if you're writing your own fan fiction where you have an enemies to love as arc that is shown, like, is that acceptable? But b because it's not canon, it's, it's acceptable? Like, uh, tell me what you're talking about because you seem to have some this sort of like prefixed idea in your mind that everybody should understand what you're saying and that the way that you say it doesn't matter um and it's like listen you're pandering to people like like you are pointing to a lot of different things that you know 
the only thing that I really take issue with, um, like where I'm like, this should not exist is probably like just literal pedophilia. Like that, that's where I draw the line. Um, but it's, it's like, you know, if you have fictional characters who are of age having consensual relationships that, you know, don't have a, you know, moral implication, like, like, I don't know, incest is really dicey, right? Like it, it's a, it's one of those where it's like, I don't know exactly how, how I align on like the fictional aspect of it, as well as like, what is the moral in real life? Like, like it's a, it's a, conversation that I've never really had before and that I've not really thought about quite so much. Um, but clearly he's not thought about it either. Um, like, t <laughs> or at least he's not thought about like, why did it? Oh, I, I forgot. I had the thing. Thank you for the follow. I've sometimes I just forget I'm streaming. I was like, I'm just rambling about things. <laughs> Um, but I don't know, it's, it's a very heated debate where there's a lot of people who don't really know what they where they lie on it. And it's like, you're coming in with this, like, brazen anger, being like, I am, like, morally correct. I'm just, like, righteously angry. And it's like, that's going to turn off anybody who you could have convinced in having a rational, nuanced conversation about this. Um, a topic like this requires a significant amount of nuance and so I don't think this format suits really trying to have a conversation about this at all um when it's like that you are touching on so many things I mean I've I've been going for like 40 minutes now and I, I thought that I, I could make like pretty quick work of this there's a this is a very very complicated situation where you're talking about a lot of franchises lots of fictional media and it's like you don't you don't get that, like, there are people who disagree with you. Um, there are arguments that you probably have to consider. Like, like I don't, I don't even know. Like, if you want to convince people, you should, or if you really just want to have a discussion on this topic, it has to be nuanced, and this is just lacking a lot of nuance. Um, it's like literal murderous and abusive villains that hate the protags, abuser ex abuse is a huge no, um, of course, is it's like, this is very clearly like, you don't understand that people don't even come close to having a problem with this, because like, these are characters, like fictional characters, like, you know, me seeing a fictional depiction of a pedophilic relationship, and being uncomfortable with that and thinking, I think there are some moral implications to this that are very problematic. Um, and having, like, it's like, incest is very, very dicey topic. Uh, dicey? Is that the right? It, it's, it's very controversial. I don't think most people are pro-incest. Um, and, and a lot of people, most people I think are, are uncomfortable with it. Um, I think most people would agree that these things existing in media or um, being sort of put out there to, to a significant degree. It's like, I, I think most people would agree on that. But it's like, that you're going to find a lot of people who are just like, why do you even care? Like, why, why do you care that people ship... Um, a lot of these I look at and I'm just like, does this even exist? Like, has someone actually shipped, 
chip these characters together. You got like Deathstroke and uh, Teen Titans, uh, Robin, uh, lots of characters I don't know. I, all I know about this guy is he's fall, fall. Oh, I, I, I actually, how, how does he, how do you do the fall? I don't know if that's how he sounds. Um, it's like, I, I don't know a lot about these characters. It's like, but the only thing that you see, <laughs> wait a minute, isn't this, isn't this Makima and the, uh, isn't this canonical? Isn't this actually like a... It's not like an enemies to lovers. I suppose it's abuser ex-abused, I, I suppose, is where that fits under. But like, that's... It's like, you're not talking about shipping here. You're talking about the actual implications of the fiction, like the canon itself. So it's a weird example to put among where it's like, these... Like, all the rest of these characters are always enemies. Um... But these ones stick out like a sore thumb in comparison to the rest of them. Well, as far as I'm aware, I haven't watched all of this. Um, but it's like these these stick out like a sore thumb because it's not the people who are shipping them. It's the show that's shipping them. It's it's the actual canon that actually has a romantic tension, a, the sexual tension that exists between these two characters. Um, so it's weird to even really have them be there. Um... This is interesting because it, like this is an enemies to like friends situation. There's there's actual like it's a redemption arc uh, on the part of Zuko. Um, I suppose like this this is obviously very different because it's like uh, Azula is like doesn't really have the same redemption. Um, Bill Cipher is like <laughs> like I, again I've never seen anything of this. Like does have people ever shipped Bill Cipher and um and dipper and why do we even care because it's like like who actually does that <laughs> it's like the amount of people who actually appreciate that it's got to be extremely small um uh flowey cara frisk uh asriel all, all of the undertale characters like i've definitely seen that because people go crazy with it but I, again i i don't think that it has anything to do with the actual characters. It has more to do with the fact that people just sexualize everything. So it's like, if you're going to have a problem, then maybe you should just talk about how people sexualize everything. It's like, I feel like this is just an extension of Rule 34. Um, this one I find to be extremely interesting. Any character, X creature, animal, ship, jail time. Um, this is a kid's show. Like, point to me, like... A, are the voices in the room with us right now? Are the shippers in the room with, with us right now? Who is actually shipping these characters um, from a kid show? Like, I've never seen that happen. Isn't... With with, with Shadow and, and this character, I don't know because I haven't seen it, but isn't there some sort of canonical implication between the two of them? If not, like, an actual thing with it, it's been expressed. Um... I, I think I've seen this. I don't know if I've seen that. I don't think I've ever seen... Like, who who actually does that? Um, I mean, people just sexualize Toriel in general. And, like, I don't know. People people sexualize everything. So it's like, yeah, sure. I've, I've seen that. I'm not familiar with this show. I've never seen this. And, I again, it's like... With a lot of these kid shows, it's like... Point to me... Like, are they in the room with us right now? Like, who who actually is doing that? Um, and considering who's actually doing it, why does it even matter? Um, but a lot of these, um, 
it's like I, I just have an issue with it being a kid show in the first place, especially if it's cur like a currently, like currently a kid show where the people who are working on it, like something like Bluey, where it's like the, the voice actors are anonymous because of the minors and they they're trying to avoid things happening. Um, like I, I don't know, it's it's interesting, uh, but it it makes me wonder what the um what this individual's issue is because this is a, a topic that again requires a lot of nuance um it makes me wonder what what why do you think when do you think it is okay for people to involve each other with in in a sexual context or rather a romantic whatever context like what when is it okay to have a relationship of that caliber because I don't necessarily... Oh, crap. I, I screwed up. Um, what have I done? I don't necessarily think that... Um, that... That even you know why you think that this is the case. Uh, and, I mean, people have had to have these... Uh, these conversations a lot. What's it called? The... Um, the Harkness test, where it's like, um, it's okay to have sex with it if it can consent or, or whatever. Like, it, is, is that, like, I think it's extrapolated from what he actually says within the show itself. Um, but it's like people employ the Harkness test where it's like, hey, this is an intelligent animal that can speak, or, or an intelligent creature, like, that can speak your language, then, like, is it okay to, um, have a relationship romantic or otherwise with it um is it in it in the first place like when is it okay because i think fundamentally a lot of people believe it's like okay that the reason why it's not okay to have um sexual relationships with children is because it's um you know children cannot consent on in a moral sense children are not mentally developed enough to actually um, comprehend what they're doing and what the consequences thereof are. So it's, it's a, you know, you are abusing somebody, you know, that's why, it, that's why it's statutory is because there's no, no legally recognized ability. And I, I think the, it obviously comes out of a moral, um, idea that children cannot consent, um, because they, they are not, able to comprehend what's happening and I, I think even even 16 year olds maybe 18 year olds I, I think there's many situations where it's like you know you really don't know what you're consenting to um and when it comes to that level um it's like what is required for someone um you know i've been thinking about this uh ever since i had my uh what's the, uh, the, the, the philosophy class that I took, um, like, what is the, um, what is the cutoff for, for, like, um, who deserves rights, right, um, wh what is it that make, makes it so that everybody, uh, should be treated in XYZ way, how, do, how, how should we understand that that should be recognized, is it legal, well, I don't think that that's okay because there, 
fundamentally, I believe that people have inalienable, uh, you know, the inalienable rights, human rights, God-given, whatever you want to call them, uh, they exist whether or not your your government or anybody else, for that matter, decides to recognize them. Um, so a lot of people, they, they have this sort of mal malformed idea of, um, like, something like, we gave women the right to vote. We gave them the right. Um, uh, we gave black people the right to vote, uh, and we gave it to them too late. It's like, I think that is a very malformed idea that comes out of, um, well, actually, some people consciously believe this, is that rights are entirely made up and can be given and taken away because that's just what the government does. When it's like, morally speaking, I do believe that there, there is no no right to um you know to, to to disrespect people's inalienable rights like just because it's legal to do so doesn't make it okay and i think most people could get along with that um it wasn't okay morally to uh to have slavery uh and to have you know uh the the three quarters law is that what it was that you know, when, when, uh, black people were voting, they couldn't get, uh, they counted to be like three quarters of a man or whatever it was. So it's like, they're not, they're not really at all on the same level, um, because we don't want them influencing our elections very much at all. We want them to matter less. Like, you know, that was legal for them to do. It would, but that was the problem. Was that it was legal for them to do it? Um, it took a lot of moral innovations and a lot of legal innovations to finally realize, hey, this constitution thing has not been applied e evenly and, e and equally among everybody. Uh, you know, the the letter of the law um, within within modern interpretations, with with you know, all men are created equal. We think, oh well, what what about women? Well, it's like, well, man was sort of meant in context of human. Um, but I think even within that context, it's like, what, what, what makes it so that we have rights? Um, is it intelligence? Is it, um, like, like, what is it? This is a very, very deep philosophical question. Um, wh where it's like, does a, like, does, does your physical body, you being physically, genetically human, is that what gives you the right to, um, bodily autonomy is that what gives you the right to bear arms for example or the right to freedom of speech and expression um is that what gives you that right is the fact that you are biologically homo sapien um because i don't i don't think that that's it. i i think that there there are going to be one day moral challenges along that um you know with perhaps some more abstract scientific um things going on it's just like you know what if um, someone, I mean, you know, if aliens came down, I think is probably the most simple example that I can, I can go to. It's like if aliens came down and they were like, we're going to alien all over the place um, and we just started slaughtering them because it's like, hey, you're like a completely different species from us. You're from a completely different like branch of the, um, like you're not even humanoid of the whatever, but like I know you're intelligent, but you don't count it's like, what if they just, what, what if they were, you know, 
intellectually the same as us or, or what if they were it's like it what if it's essentially just you it's like what if they are just like you they just come in a different package and i think that this is that's a very very important thing to to think about because it helps you understand the principle behind why we believe what we believe when it comes to inalienable rights um you know at a certain point there were many people uh it was it was the majority opinion of of really the entire earth that um if you came in a different color then you were not the same um so you had a you know what white supremacy in america for example or wherever you want to point to where it's like you know black people were not seen as um human you know or, or there's all sorts of groups that have probably that have been been labeled as subhuman from whatever perspective whatever aisle um but it's like they never stop to consider hold on a second could they be just like us just in a different package and i i think that 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 was important because it's like back then they were like well then they're, they're not human though it's like okay biologically speaking we know that they're human because you know that they're human we, we have a common ancestor there's obviously a different different race uh and and you know darwin's uh darwin's laws sort of can help explain why the races diverged and why cultures diverged to a certain degree um but regardless the principle there is i i think that um people uh, a person's a person no matter how no matter how small not to not to quote dr seuss too much but i mean clearly a lot of y'all never grew up watching uh, uh getting the sneeches read to you as a kid which is a, it's all about hey these innate characteristics don't matter why are we judging people for their appearance uh why are we judging people for their whatever um when we could you know Martin Luther King Jr content of the character why don't we focus on that um but to to get back to applying this I think um you know when we consider the um the harkness test being like a, oh yeah no he has sex with aliens all over the place um and creatures that are not humanoid um or, or just creatures that are not human in general maybe they are humanoid they're, they're sort of similar to the the look of humans but it's like they can uh consent because you know they're just you know it's just He's just like me, just in a different packaging or whatever. Um, and and it's funny, like that he'd been described as omnisexual, which was like, like I feel like pansexual as a as a terminology is like sort of strange because it it's used to apply to only humans when really it, it kind of it's like pan means like you know everything. Um, and, and it's strange because it's like, yeah, well, sexually dimorphic species, it's kind of an interesting thing to label yourself as. I, I think if we're, if we're talking mere technicality, pansexual would and omnisexual would be like the same thing, but omni just sounds like it fits more within the context of a show like Doctor Who. I don't know. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, ideological 
evolving when it comes to this type of thing. But it, it's interesting. It's like when, when we go to this, I feel like the principle that um, two creatures that are not the same species specifically are not allowed to have romantic relationships or sexual relationships um, is not a principle that will be applied evenly because I think it comes down to the fact that it's just like they are not phenotypically the same. They look very different. Um, and that is the same principle that caused racists and still to this day cause, causes racists to um, harass um, interracial couples and to um, talk about it. I mean, they, they refer to it as like uh, interbreeding and like race mixing these these very angrily charged terms where it's like there is bigotry against um against people who you know it, it just makes me wonder like what happened to love is love um which is is never anything i necessarily agreed or disagreed with it's just kind of a benign statement but it's just interesting to consider it's like you know there are people out there who think that because phenotypically you do not look the same, that you should not be able to have a romantic relationship, let alone a sexual relationship with each other because it's not okay. Um, but it, it's like scientifically speaking, if any of these pairings, um, and, and I don't want to put the image in my head of like kids show characters having sexual relations, but like if any of these pairings had a sexual relationship there would be no possibility of a child being you know any sort of offspring happening due to that because scientifically speaking the different species you cannot have viable offspring if the genetic code diverges too much um there's not even really any chance of conception um because the the genetic code comes together and it's like uh we're kind of incompatible it's kind of like not enough that's similar between the two of us so it's kind of kind of weird for that to happen um i just think it's the it's coming from the same place the same people who say um you know i don't want to see black people and white people interbreeding which is which happens on both sides by the way um crazy white supremacists who are like we're, we're, the white genocide is happening everybody's gonna like that uh they agree on on this when it comes to like black supremacists and white supremacists would be perfectly happy if there was like a black ethno state created in the in I, I don't know let's just say Oklahoma <laughs> I don't know uh just specific part like where it's like all of them can go there and then we don't mix and we don't breed and we don't do any of this and, and we're going to be happy because we're going to preserve our genetic like it's it's like that is just a weird like sick like i think frankly evil thing to think um but they agree on it in a sense where it's like i don't want anything to do with you and you don't want anything to do with me and we don't want genetically to do anything with each other and it's like well hey you you've kind of taken everybody else out of the equation where it's like hey you know black black woman white man white man or white woman black man whoever like if two people are consenting to it um is there somebody you forgot to ask it's like why 
why do you care so much about it, it, it's like we shouldn't be interbreeding it's just like okay what like convince me on that because i don't care <laughs> like like what is actually wrong with it first of all and second of all why are you trying to police what i do with my bodily autonomy because um i feel like that's a road that you don't want to go down um you can see a lot of these principles aren't really principles at all, really. I mean, you've got unprincipled people trying to police other people's decisions and, and, and all sorts of things. And it's just, this is interesting to see. I just think it's interesting to see that um, there's this inconsistency. Because, I, again, I really think it comes from the same place. If at one point people were like, well, races, you know, if, if they thought in their minds that races were essentially like different species and that it was wrong to interbreed in that way or, th or that it was wrong for them to to love each other and to be with each other it's like you know you're having an issue with actual love here now this is something that i don't think the world is ready to hear but i'm going to say it anyway because i'm done with being a coward about things um let's say here's a here's a, a thought experiment let's say some sort of crazy thing happened like what was that movie where a guy like had his brain like teleporting between all sorts of different people and he starts to have like a romantic relationship with a was it a guy or was it i don't even know how it works um but it's like you know he has to come to terms with like the fact that he every single day spends a different a, a day as a different person so he has he's like Used, I mean, that's a very fascinating concept, but let's say it's something like that, except it's a one-time thing. Um, or maybe it's like some sort of, a, I don't know, accident or miracle of modern science or like angel of death experiment, uh, you know, botched human experiment or something. Um, but let's say, hypothetically, that um, we've got a human who's entire consciousness let you know let, let's not say brain let's not say just that their, their soul that they themselves as a you know as a thing as a consciousness um whether or not you believe in souls it well let's say that was transplanted um into a let's just say a dog um and so they had the all the same intelligence the same thoughts memories experiences everything um but they're they're within a body that they have to relearn how to work in you know that that doesn't have the same tools that our bodies have uh that has some of the upsides and downsides let's let's say that that's the case um let's say that person was already in a romantic relationship is it now like you know obviously i don't know imagine your significant other suddenly turning into uh, um an animal a creature like if you if you can't really look past the flesh like that i mean there's a there's a thing about definitely something to be said about like sexual preference like um the type of thing where it's like would you would you still love me if i were a worm i think the um the original version of that thought experiment or that question was would you still love me if i were the opposite gender would you still like be with me and it's just like listen i i'd have feelings for you but i wouldn't be able to abide the flesh in that way i can't really um not really okay with being in a relationship like that um like that would be interesting like sort of a thing to consider because it's like i absolutely think that an individual um 
maybe many people would be like, okay, my significant other is now in the body of a dog. There's no nothing that we can do to reverse it. Um, they have to relearn how to live because they don't know how to control the apparatus. Maybe eventually they learn to speak. Maybe they learn to figure out that, you know, they have like certain tools to be able to do things like, but regardless, like, someone in that predicament may very well still have sexual needs and if they actually end up finding love within that state um again what happened to love is love is is the question that i have to to ask there because it's like i feel like a lot of people see issues like uh like pedophilia zoophilia from the idea that it's just these two things don't go together it's like you can't have a a dog and a human be in love and and i think that that much is true in the sense that a a dog cannot comprehend what love is to the same level and and really level with a human on understanding what that means um but and when you up the intelligence of that animal um and you up the maturity of that animal because intelligence and maturity are, are very different things you can be very intelligent but very immature um like or or inexperienced like you could take something and and you know i think there's lots of uh nsfw material that that probably delve, delves into this where it's like we're taking someone who doesn't understand the concept um of of this thing and sort of being like okay we'll get like i think what have i seen that with like a, i don't know like scp 1471 where it's like oh i don't i don't know what like you know gaslighting and ill-informing this creature on what is scary in order to get such sexual gratification out of it it's like oh yeah no this, are you sure this is scary because it, it you don't look scared you look aroused like that type of thing like like obviously it, that creature doesn't understand what it's uh signing up for so there's a certain amount of uh you know morally speaking i think that's pretty dicey um but in the sense of like you know i don't know like like let's say it's like a werewolf type situation where two people two wolves in love friggin uh scooby-doo reference i don't know how many scooby-doo references i've got like in my brain but I'm, i don't know the, the autism is very interesting sometimes regardless uh it's like you've got two people who like every full moon turn into la creatura um it's like are we gonna have a problem with them still loving each other and expressing that love to each other via whatever means they prefer uh you know as long as they are completely in their right mind and maybe even if they aren't in their right mind then that's okay because you know a husband and a wife can get drunk together and, and sort of mutually agree that it's just like hey well what happens is obviously something that we're signing up for like i don't know being mentally conscious is is part of it you know that there are fetishes that explore this there's all sorts of stuff that explores this in a way where it's like hey we're making sure that the consent is still here and and it's it's just it's interesting to see because it's like any character x creature animal ship jail time it's like so you think that any anything that is human and compared to something that is not phenotypically human um because I, I think human in the sense of you know 
biologically human is a different thing from human in in sort of the um the more abstract sense that we use it where it's like hey i'm i'm human i'm a uh i'm i'm like a creature with thoughts and feelings and complicatedness in everything that makes me me so it, it's like you could absolutely have hypothetically speaking in a fictional scenario you could absolutely have uh, a character who is human just in a different packaging um and i and i think that's something that we we ought to consider when we're going forward with this type of thing now it it gets tough because it's like okay let's just say for the sake of discussion that um everybody agrees that it's the ability to communicate with human speech um in a way that can you can present yourself to be able to full to be fully competently aware of what you're signing up for when you are entering into a relationship with somebody um so toriel could absolutely have um friendships could absolutely have i think you know or a character like her perhaps could have relationships up to and including sexual relationships and i think that would be completely morally fine as long as both of them can be proven to consent to that um it's like okay the, within a court of law we'd have to examine let's say we were looking in a court of law um you know we're we're, we're considering like okay we've got like we we would have to prove that um both people were uh uh competent to to consent like like mentally aware of what however and and comprehending everything that's going on now considering just the idea of human speech being uh you know communication in the sense that um like let's say you couldn't speak in this uh fictional dog scenario like you couldn't speak but you could um communicate through uh like I, I suppose you've seen dogs that that'll like communicate by pressing buttons and whatnot like let's say if it was more advanced and you could actually like write essentially you could type out things and eventually um you know consent to things in in that way or, or at least present yourself to be reasonably uh competent to understand what you're signing up for um i it's like as long as that's provable and i think the speech thing is what makes it provable um so it, it it gets a little bit difficult with uh with stuff like pokemon and uh the dragons from how to train your dragon where they're very quite intelligent and they understand human speech um to to a very significant degree i think maybe pokemon more so uh whereas there's a lot of like instinctual things lots of uh things that's like well i don't know if the int intellectual level is at the level to be capable of consenting to something like that whereas pokemon i feel like get a lot closer to that um and canonically speaking there's even stuff like a in every mystery dungeons game you go from being a human to being a pokemon and playing as a pokemon and like having that scenario play out like where these creatures really are presented to be completely intelligent so theoretically if they could learn english like perhaps a character like meowth is a pokemon but knows english and 
I think could very well possibly at least mature to the level of being able to, to consent to something like that and and to be able to comprehend what's going on um it's like i i th i think my principle is the ability to comprehend and to consent to uh whatever behavior they are going to be involving themselves in um and and it's like we can go from there like i'm because it's strange it's like so we've got humans and monsters in undertale but each monster um has very much a different um phenotype they don't really look to be the exact same and actually have many behaviors that are very different uh for example boss monsters which most people just call a like goat lady or Azriel's a goat or Ralsei or Asgore whoever from uh this you know specific phenotype of monsters they, they they just call them like goats um but they're not goats actually they're called canonically speaking they are boss monsters they um the soul persists for, for a certain certain amount of time after death um which means that the soul is a little more resilient than the uh the average monster soul um in comparison to humans a human soul is uh very resilient quite resilient to in fact to the, the point that it, its power can be weaponized after death um as a as, as an actual physical talisman they have the power to um use the power of the soul after death whereas the only monster that can do that is a boss monster and that's not even necessarily true that's actually the entire reason flowey exists um which i mean very fascinating world building in, in undertale very very well done story uh at, at least i think so i have never really seen any um any contradictions within the story because it's pretty it's a pretty tight story um but it's like you have other monsters say alphas uh alphys I, I i think i've pronounced it alphys before alphas and um um fish lady whatever the what the piss is a name undyne alphys is an undyne the lesbians we love them um but it's like they have a relationship um a, a romantic relationship and quite possibly it gets sexual later like it's not canonically confirmed that it is sexual but they at least canonically have a kiss or two um they have feelings for each other it's it's very it's canonically in in the show sorry not show it's it's ca canon to the video game in in this the continuity of the story itself um but they're not phenotypically the same. So under this idea where it's like, okay, but they're two creatures, so it's fine. Well, it's like, you know, when animals, like, when two creatures do it, is like, would it be okay for two monster species to have a relationship with each other, up to and including sexual relationship? Um, because they're not human, do we not hold them to the same standard, despite them being just as intelligent or perhaps more than us? like what is the principle behind this so it's like canonically in in the in the text it's okay for um i hate using text in that in that context it's ridiculous in the in the universe in the story itself it's okay for like undyne and alphas to have a relationship but um a human 
and a monster could not have a relationship in the same way. Which is, it's just kind of funny to use uh, this character as an example, because I feel like this game, um, its messaging uh, disagrees with that significantly, because the game is all about really like love, acceptance, and not judging books for their covers. Um, and to like never give up on sort of the human spirit, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, like, I feel like this game believes more in love and love than this person does. And maybe that's just because they haven't thought about it, but perhaps there is actual bigotry behind that where, let's say in a different time, I don't think it's that, uh, it, it is not that logically dissimilar to say, um, these two intelligent beings do not look the same, therefore they are not the same, and they cannot love each other. Um, at least not in a way that I'm going to approve of. Um, people said that about black people and white people. Um, pe people said that, uh, that, that black people were not human or they were subhuman they were were less intelligent or whatever it was that brought them to that uh determination they were not okay with the idea of that happening um i feel like that's not dissimilar to being like oh toriel is a monster and you are a human it could never work um it's like i i don't think that the the narrative of that game would agree with you not that you necessarily care um it's just an interesting example to bring up and i think that eventually we will progress to a state of mind where we believe that um human rights uh, you know being human is less about being genetically homo sapien than it is about um being uh I, I suppose rationally is, is that the way that i think that's the way that aristotle put it is rationally self-interested um which um some people took because the, the way that i saw it is is when we were having this discuss, discussion in the philosophy class i'm getting very long-winded here i didn't even it's gone for an entire hour 20 it's ridiculous i didn't want to take this long on it but it's a very complicated topic um when we were discussing this this topic, I was like one on one. You, we did like the Microsoft team split off into groups because it was during COVID, and I wasn't in person for classes. And I think I got, I didn't get heated, but I got a little um. Like I kind of would would challenge people, uh, a little more cynically than perhaps I should have, um. Like. Because I, I don't believe in, in subjective morality. Um, I believe in some form of objective morality on, on some scale. I'm just not entirely certain where I place it because there's valid arguments against a lot of where I draw the line. So I can't really find a particular principle to evenly apply uh, morality in, in that sense. Um, you can always like point towards hey i'm sure we can all agree that uh pedophilia is evil or something like that um but again that doesn't always work because that there isn't some sort of innate sense within every single human being on earth that will agree on any particular topic um and unfortunately that one is no exception um but 
I, I remember like having this discussion where I had said the, the thing that makes us deserving of inalienable rights is the fact that we as humans are rationally self-evident. We are intelligent, but we are rationally self, uh, so, sorry, we are rationally self-interested. And they answered, um, how can you be, how can you not be, what if you aren't rationally self-interested? Then I'm like, well, then you, you're not human. I feel like you don't understand what that means. And maybe to a certain degree, I didn't understand what it means. Uh, rationally self-interested. Just want to put it away for a little bit just to make sure that I'm, I'm not seeing, like, I'm not giving away, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what I might show up, but while streaming, it's always safe to be like, Rational self-interest is a behavioral assumption that economists make. Not, not economists. Um, philosophical definition. Um, I don't care about the economical, rational egoism. Also called rational selfishness is the principle that an action is rational if and only if it maximizes one's self-interest. Hmm. Well, because in that case, that's not entirely the um, the concept that I'm getting at. Perhaps what I'm trying to say is something a little more extract than that. Um, it says individualism is. I mean, it's just a very complicated topic, so it's tough to, you know, point here or there where it's like this is where the the, the philosophy really is. Um, unequivocally, in its strong form, rational ego egoism holds to not pursue one's own interest is unequivocally irrational. Well, human beings are irrational, but we still have human rights. So I think maybe I was wrong about that. Um, so it's probably me who misunderstood um, what that meant. Failing to pursue self-interest is not always irrational. Um, I would probably agree with the weaker definition, if that's the case. Um element of nihilist philosophy in Russia. That's very interesting. I, I really wonder what it is. Egoism, ethical egoism, existentialism, lots of isms that I'm not really, I'm not really sure where, it, where exactly, like where my principle lies on it. But I do think that you know, when there becomes a, a certain level of intelligence, whether when there becomes something to whatever degree, you can end up with a creature that does not look human and actually is as physically far from being biologically human as possible, um, but is just as mentally human as can be. And I think in those situations, um, if there is some sort of a, a you know, relationship to be had between a human and that, uh, that creature, then that is absolutely acceptable. So long as there is an ability to rationally comprehend what they're signing up for in order to be able to consent. Um, and I think this, you know, pearl clutching is very much ignorant of like, I don't, I don't think the, the, the like the last, like, probably 45 minutes that I spent on this stupid image. I don't even know um, this slide in particular. It's like, I don't think you have thought about this in that way. Like with, with the, the concept of like the, um, the dog 
uh, brain transplant or consciousness transplant soul transplant like would would that person have to live out the end of their lives celibate or like what uh, you know it's very interesting uh, in invincible season one um i don't know if, about the comics but invincible season one the show at least explores this uh in in a bit more detail where it, sh it, it shows um that you know beast girl that's a name monster girl um every single time she transforms into a monster monster and, and remains in that form it chips away at her her physical age so she de-ages um so she ends up being like phenotypically she is she has the body um that is the age of seven or something but twelve. I, I think it was seven eight but uh rationally uh mentally she's like 25 so it, it's like she still has you know sexual needs as a sexual person but she can't do that because as she's as she puts it i only get creeps i only attract creeps um so it becomes a very difficult predicament to be in where it's like, you know, we're not at the point, you know, nowadays where we can look at, like, there's no precedent for it. Uh, both legally and morally speaking, we we have not been challenged on this to actually um, decide what we think about it. So I, I, I know where I generally would be when it comes to the principles um but it, it is interesting to consider that i i don't think anybody who thinks this has even really thought about it all that much why do we deserve the rights that we deserve what gives us bodily autonomy what gives us the ability to give uh to use our bodily autonomy in a way in conjunction with somebody else's to have a to have sexual contact with them um because i don't think I don't, I would, would never draw the line specifically at human, humans can only ever have any sort of relationship with humans because to do anything else would be wrong simply because they are not biologically, phenotypically the same. Um, like, it, it, it's like, it, it's not to say that, um, we should be encouraging certain relations between uh, man and beast. I, I think beast is, is, you know, an applicable term for it. It's like the, it doesn't pass the Harkness test. It's not intelligent. It can't comprehend what it's getting into. Um, so it's like we don't, it's like that, that's a, that's a no-no from, from my perspective. Um, but I, I would want, I would really want to get to the bottom of it and, and ask this individual, like, what is it that gives us that bodily autonomy in order to be able to consent to a romantic slash sexual relationship with somebody else? Um, where do you draw the line and why? What is the principle behind your decision here? Um, and, I, and I don't think clutching your pearls at something that is so nuanced that I, I had to spend this long doing it. I mean, granted, I'm a pedantic individual, autistic and whatnot, but like... Um, it's just an interesting thing where it's like you're clutching your pearls, but there are plenty of people who who have thought about this evidently much harder than you have. Um, because if you had thought about it at all, you would realize that there's a lot of 
perspectives on this that you wouldn't agree with and th that, that you disagree with that you would actually have to go point by point to actually be able to have a discussion on this, which is why I don't think that this is the format at all for this unless the in entire intent is just to serve as confirmation bias for people who agree with you, which uh, we get enough of that. I, I'm sick of Twitter with all of its confirmation bias in that sense. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything productive. This is not encouraging any sort of a conversation. It's saying, I, I disagree with you. I'm not going to hear you out. I'm not even going to explore it from my, I, I'm not even going to rationalize my position. I'm just going to say, this is my position. And I'm disgusted that people don't agree to my principles even though I can't explain my principles and they remain only in my head as a mystery to the rest of the world, um, I'm going to make it very well known through my outrage that, um, that I believe what I believe. Well, it's like, I don't even know if you can tell me why you believe it. Um, so what is the, what is actually even the point of, um, of, of making this at all? Like, you know, they're fictional, they're not harming anyone, so why does it matter? Let people have fun. They do it with real people. This is a whataboutism. This is this is actually a, a false equivalency because it's like, oh, they do, do it with real people. Okay, but we weren't talking about real people. We're talking about the fictional ones. I think, you know, this, you know, parasocial shipping, shipping way worse on the fan, fanfic side for celebrities, celeb ex reader, celeb ex character, celeb ex celeb. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's parasocial. It's it's a, oftentimes I think a um, a result of poor mental health. Frankly, I, th I think it's mental illness. I, I mean, if it serves as any uh, any further proof that uh, there are, there are BTS fans that are not mentally well, I think that's that this is it. Um, but it, I think a lot of the parasociality of it is because they don't see them as real people and that's why they justify being able to draw them in predicaments like this um i, I mean if bts is an interesting microcosm because they obviously don't view them as real people and don't have an emotional maturity to understand how things work um Like, I I was going to make a video on BTS because it, it was just so, you know. Um, but I, I do, I just, I find it a, to be a very interesting thing to say where it's like, you know, I, I kind of agree that, you know, Septiplia, it's like that, that is like, that there is something wrong with you doing that when you're considering these are real people who know each other that are still alive, there are consequences to what you're doing. That's, you know, this, this is really sus. Um, same sort of situation for this, but, um, obviously this, this has a lot of other issues that come with that. Um, which I could spend hours talking about in and of itself. Um, Jensen Ackles, uh, I don't actually know what the context for this is. Is that something to do with Supernatural? If you ship Supernatural characters, 
or any live action character for that for that matter are you shipping the actual people who portray them because it's like parasocial shipping these are two fictional characters you shipping them together um maybe maybe this individual would have issue would take issue with it because it's like a mentor um to trainee sort of relationship uh sort of a surrogate father relationship in a sense um and he he would have a uh, moral issues with that uh that i could sort of understand where you're coming from with that but these are actors playing fictional characters when people uh parasocially i, I had a an ex-girlfriend who was very parasocially obsessed with uh tom holland spider-man um to the degree of i mean it's okay to cry i suppose when a character that you really love uh dies within you know on screen but uh she was like crying and being like it's that's my boy you know uh it's like okay that this is a fictional character like get over yourself off a second like the the parasocial sense was was definitely there with her um but it's like these are fictional characters at the end of the day just because it's using the likenesses of the true actors doesn't mean that they're actually putting the actors into that situation. It, it's interesting. Um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe once described, uh, he had said, one of the weirdest experiences of my entire life was seeing myself as a Lego action figure is, I believe, it's near verbatim. Uh, he did say Lego action figure, which is not accurate. Um because he was referring to a minifigure, but whatever. Wouldn't necessarily fault him for not knowing the difference, but um, it's like, it's his likeness, but it's not really him. It's the character that he played. Um, so people shipping two characters just because those characters were physically acted by other people, like real people, it's like they're using their likenesses, so it's more so they're shipping their likenesses as in relation to the characters themselves. I don't think anybody ships actual Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland. Um, well, I, I wouldn't say I don't think anybody does, because I'm certain there's somebody out there who's who's had a twinkle in their eye thinking of that. Um, but it's more so about the characters and people's linking... People's um like link uh attachment to characters is kind of removed from their attachment to the actors portraying those characters or um i mean it's, it's they're not real people so you have to keep that in mind um i mean dream is a clear example of parasocial behavior um it's like, yes, these are real people, but this this is this is removed this isn't even this. This is not even Dream's likeness. Neither of these people had a face reveal at the time. This is just what they imagined these two to look like. Um and it is parasocial in the sense that it's like, oh, we have Cope husband and we have um Dream and the two sexy boys, and because I'm like a, a teenage female that finds uh gay men in erotic scenarios attractive which i i don't mean to say that condescendingly i mean if you're into it you're into it right but um 
It's like this is a result of someone's this is more so a result of someone thinking a certain way than it is a like It's like they don't do it because of the people necessarily, they do it because of themselves. In, in the sense that like, you know, people shipping all of these characters, they don't ship them because of the characters themselves necessarily, they ship them because that's just what they do. They like shipping people. Like it if if you're like a like a rule 34 artist that's just what you do is you draw nsfw which is a term that i don't never never have agreed with it's a not not a pejorative what's the word it's a euphemism it's like why why do we have to to um uh neuter our language to that degree where it's like it's not smut or porn or hentai or whatever because those have different connotations. It's NSFW. Anything that's not W is NSFW. You should probably be doing work at work. And if you're doing anything other than work, then it's probably not safe to do it because you could lose your job over it. It's kind of a, a stupid uh, nomenclature that I've never really liked. But uh, then again, people feel more comfortable saying that because it doesn't have the connotation of porn um that it's like the entire reason for bringing this up again this is a very uh complicated issue that that i would agree with in the sense that it's just like i don't i don't like it when they do it with real people but they're not really doing it with real people here uh, and in the same sense, not really with, with real people here either, just with their voices and their personalities and the, um, you know, physical sort of character designs of the personas that they, they have, you know, in association with that. Um, like, this is a very complicated topic. This is a, a very nuanced topic. But the entire reason you brought it up is because... Um, People say they're fictional, they're not harming anyone, so why does it matter? Let people have fun. You don't have an answer to that, so you have to be like, oh, but they do it to real life people as well. That's a whataboutism. You didn't actually answer the question. Let's say that it's always bad to have parasocial sh shipping, um, which, I mean, you know, I, I think I would agree that, not even for the sake of argument. I don't think that this is... I think there, are, there is a, a lot morally wrong with this and this and this and this to a certain degree... Um, but then this is like, okay, this is removed from the actual people themselves. It's about the characters. Um, so I, it, it's like, I wouldn't even put that under parasocial shipping in the same way. Like, it's just people being obsessed with the characters themselves. And can you be parasocial with a fictional character that was portrayed by a real life actor? That's a little bit tough to really know the the answer on right off the bat but it's like i do, doing a lot of thinking about this i don't think you did much thinking about it at all i think the most thinking you did about it was actually just drawing it up and making it look fancy which is um part of why this has been so poorly received is because you're not making any good arguments and you're not aware of the counter arguments you're just saying things that feel just about right.
But it's like, well, I, I don't think you know why you believe what you believe. So how about you use this to rationalize your position rather than to validate your position? Because to be to feel personally validated is perfectly fine. Um, but in the context of a debate, you feeling as personally validated about your position as possible doesn't mean that you can you, you are necessarily right about it because you will not be able to prove that you actually know what you're talking about, that you actually know why you believe what you believe and you are willing to defend it if you can't rationalize your position on it. And this doesn't at all rationalize your position because it it's kind of irrational, a lot of this. I think particularly this this frame in particular, it's like this is irrational. You have not explained your principle behind this and you've you've done a what whataboutism. You've pointed to the false equivalence where it's like, Yes, I I dis I agree. Let's let's agree that that is not okay. But like, it's like that's that's basically all that I've got to say about that. Like, why why did you even bring it up if it has if it's completely separate from what we were talking about? And it's like he doesn't even address that. He's just like, uh. For the Bakugo Deku fans, um, I support the growth of Bakugo and the close friendship he has with Deku, but they're not lovers. Please stop romanticizing and sexualizing mine. It was with your weakness. Oh, weakness. Weak ass think pieces. Does that mean brain think pieces? Does anybody say that? <laughs> that, that seems pretty uh, strange. Um, that's like, I, I think that there can be a very rational conversation that you can have with people about this. Canonically speaking, I think it wouldn't be too difficult for people to agree. Okay, let's say canonically, let's look at what's in the actual canon, what's in the text, dare I say it. Um, is there any sort of romantic relationship that you can point to being like undeniably in in is what where's where's your evidence that this is happening um and i'm sure a lot of the shippers are like well there's no evidence of it it's my personal fantasy um and i i just like thinking about it and drawing it and consuming drawings of it or whatever it is i think there are plenty of adults that be able to do that it's just like no it's just me having fun and they're not actually canonically like this that's why i'm making it is is that i'm showing it uh you know i'm just i'm just i'm just the messenger no it, it's like people people want to see like for example an, an alternate universe story where perhaps that happened uh because it's fun to indulge in those fantasies people enjoy doing it um and certainly like just because they enjoy doing it doesn't make it right but if, I don't think that in in a lot of cases people are doing anything wrong by doing this, um, and this uh, post that this thread this uh, comic whatever the piss this is does not make a good argument. It doesn't really make a single good, nuanced, well formed argument to actually convince people otherwise which I think is why this has been so wildly unsuccessful. Um, 
I mean, this was posted this morning. It's been up for many an hour. And I, when you see the amount of quote tweets, that's a bit of a ratio. You know, this is a 5,000 follower person who does nothing but complain and condescend people in, in these, like, that's why I find this part ironic. Uh, if I haven't mentioned a specific issue, don't bitch about it in my comments. Instead, be useful and make your own post to help spread awareness. Um, which, you know, for all all of your faults, I have done that um, by by doing this, and I think I've actually been far more um, in informative and nuanced and rational than you have been in this entirety of you making this this piece um and i haven't really been condescending either um which you can't stand doing uh well if you're not scared to do it like y y you're being a child about this and you're not thinking about this really at all like an adult and you could really tell by this attitude and i find this very i find this very ironic in reality majority of these people will never change but they're still obnoxious weirdos to me i don't care that they are they are obnoxious to you like obnoxious weirdos on the internet are gonna do obnoxious weirdo internet things there's nothing that you can really do about that so uh like stop making it your own problem because like it, it really like your, your your emotional control ironically coming from me being autistic sensitive bitch boy um you, you're not being very mature about this at all um because i, I think well-adjusted individuals see this type of thing happen where it's like oh that's a little bit weird um not my thing but okay and they close the tab and go back thank you for the engagement he said while holding back tears um it's kind of funny because zach is i mean the twitter incest sexpert <laughs> um alabama boy it's a, it's a big thing i mean i don't i don't know about him and his his personal life but he is very much a uh he is very much aroused by incest, at least it seems to be. Um, so it is, it is funny to see, like, him showing up here, but... Um, it's just... There's, they're still obnoxious weirdos to me, is is the fascinating part there. It's like, why do... Why do you care that people are being obnoxious weirdos? Um, and... Why should we care that it bothers you, you fragile little bitch? <laughs> like, like again, I I don't want to be condescending, but like, please explain to me why we should give a give 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 a cramp. Why should we care that you um that that you care so much about what other people do? Like, I I don't know, man. Yeah, thank you for the engagement. Um, take care of your mental health before you argue with me. 
you have you have more issues to worry about than being a loser online um and and it's like this this attitude is like you clearly aren't a well-adjusted individual you you clearly have taken a lot of this um to heart it's it's clearly kind of scratched your uh I mean, it, it's touched a nerve. I, I think that's the phrase I was looking for. Um, but it's funny to take care of your mental health before you argue with me. What it seems to me is that you got pissed about Googling, like you Googled things or if or you ended up seeing it one way or another and you got pissed about it. And rather than realizing that that's a you problem, you decided to try and make it everybody else's problem. So you went out preaching, pearl clutching um, to the choir about this issue as you see it and I, I mean i suppose it is an issue in the sense that you know you can have a discussion about it um but in the sense that it's like i mean it just, it just doesn't really doesn't matter all that much um in the context of fictional characters like there's a, there's a lot of things in here that it's like i think i have common ground with you um but I think you don't understand the... You you were pissed at something, and so you attempted to do this as a way to validate your discomfort with uh, with seeing that happen. You, you did this in an attempt to make yourself feel better about your discomfort and to get the, get the validation points from other people who, who agree with you. So this serves as a way of you, uh, you know, confirmation biasing... Uh, uh, encouraging a confirmation bias in yourself and in other people um but y like y you cannot rationalize why you think the way you think and that is why people have not agreed with it, well, people have not been happy with it is because the people who agree with even just a modicum of what you've what you've said which it's like i i agree with every once in a while some of the spirit of what is said here but there's not it, it's like well the stuff the actual ass assertions that are being made in a lot of cases and a lot of the lack of media literacy and, and that's what's kind of funny if i have a message at a, at a specific issue don't bitch about it it's like oh, but you, does this count as mentioning it because all of these characters of like immensely complicated situations because every single character has a story that they're, they're a part of they have a certain amount it's like these are you know characters are sort of like reflections of uh, you know that they're, they're fictional people they're supposed to be like kind of like real people so it's like why why is it that you can just go out and say all of this stuff and then just, oh, if i didn't mention anything specifically does, does it count that you showed these characters here um in such a, it, it's like, yeah, I, I think it is very ironic to say, take care of your mental health before you argue with me. It's just like, you intentionally framed this in a way with this smug ass attitude and were condescending constantly with it. You cannot expect people who disagree with you to be civil about it when you you know, draw first blood in that way. Um, 
It's like there's there's not much room for decorum when you enter the room throwing the decorum out the window. And and of course that people have done worse. That there've been significantly worse things in in other scenarios. That I think it's like well, when it comes to decorum, simply coming in hot is something that a lot of people do, and they can still be right. The thing is, is that um, there's a concept I've been thinking about recently where it's like uh, I think just I was listening to a podcast and it was mentioned. It's like um, if you're smug and correct, that can often be uh, for a lot of people like a like a, a plus two um but if you are it's like you're you're winning but if you are smug and incorrect then you look like a buffoon you look like an idiot you look like a fool you look like an ass and um you're making an ass of yourself online and you know what when you do that it's like you know, you're opening yourself up to more criticism just by doing this. So only the people who have just as little of a um, a rational position on this as you do are going to sit here and agree with you and and to give you your clap clap for you, for you give give you your validation points. Um, and it's like. You know, you came in not knowing your shit, and you you ended up uh, just spewing a bunch of crap um, that doesn't convince anybody at the same time of belittling the people who disagree with you. And it's like, if you go into a situation like this not knowing what the other side thinks, not understanding it all, because it's like, f for a lot of this, I'm in the middle of it, just sort of being like, I don't really care either way um but there's some of it where i'm like I, I really don't know what i think about it i have a lot of issues but i don't really know where to you know place myself in terms of uh, which side i'm on i suppose it's like I, I can go with my gut but i can't really tell you exactly why i feel that way so i'm not going to like preach about it <laughs> but it's like this guy went with a gut feeling um, and preached about it in a condescending way, not knowing really consciously any of what he was saying, um, as to, you know, not knowing why he believed what he believed, and he paid for it in backlash, um, and it clearly got under his skin. Um, more well-adjusted individuals, I think, will take similar sorts of situations, and they never end up making crap like this, um, because they're not these terminally online, like... I mean, every single thing in this is like a... <laughs> I don't care. He, d he doesn't care. Uh, th this is projection. I don't care and I'm telling you I don't care. You clearly do care. It's like... Bud, people are... Don't be a loser like me. This is this is hypocrisy. I don't even have to read all of that to understand that that's hypocritical. Wow, look at that. Fan art. Now, now I'm going to get inundated with fan art. Um... All you do 
is go and complain online about things Oh, I think I've seen this one before. I mean, this could be, this could be, I feel like this one's actually a little more rational, but not because this individual knows how to actually explain it, but because it's actually correct and not just like being well then again i am not i'm not going to dig into it because i don't want to spend any more time getting extremely nuanced about things when it's like okay okay i think think this has gone on long enough it's been like two hours it's a little ridic ridiculous um but it's like yeah this is immensely ironic oh and it ratioed um if you have a problem with any of my fictional pairings that I enjoy on the internet for the low cost of $9,000, you can pay me to care what you think. Uh, this is the nth time he's reposted this exact thread. At this point, he's doing it for attention. Really? He's reposted this multiple times? Well, no wonder it's doing so poorly. But yeah, take care of your mental health. Okay. I got out of therapy two hours ago. I have a feeling that if you were you were as uh, well-adjusted, then you wouldn't be making crap like this. <laughs> and I'm just interested in, in opening up a, an actual nuanced discussion about topics such as this that I find interesting, which is why I went on my tirade um, it's not really a tirade. I was pretty dang calm about it, but I do find it quite interesting. Do find it quite interesting. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, it's telling. When people, when people do stuff like that, oh, I, I definitely don't care. Well, clearly you care. It's like, okay, let's stop, let, let's stop, like, flinging the playground insults at each other. And like, oh, you care so much about it. Like, like this this doesn't matter this doesn't like affect anything like why why are we even talking about this it's just just strange cuz if if someone shows up to the to the debate uh throwing decorum out the window not showing that they clearly don't understand what they're talking about um and don't understand what the counter arguments to any of the, the positions that they have are pulling out what aboutisms, pulling out false equivalencies, and being smug about it the entire way. And then being like, thanks for the engagement. Like, okay, man. <laughs> okay. I feel like you are projecting when you talk about people being like caring. It's like, oh, I don't care. The promise I care about it. It's like, no, you, you're absolutely crying about it. <laughs> this is coming from a very emotionally sensitive autistic person. And it's like, yeah, you're absolutely crying about it, man. And it it's so it's okay. I don't I don't necessarily blame you for being sensitive. What I do blame you for is being stupid. Um by not being able to take the heat really. Um, cause if you, if you didn't, truly didn't care yourself, I feel like you would have left it alone 
or you would have had a calm, rational debate about it with somebody and uh, had closure on it eventually. And you would, uh, you would have would have actually been able to move on, but uh, apparently you've been reposting it multiple times. And it's like, okay, I'm going to sit here and, and ramble for like two hours because I find this discussion to be very interesting. And then I'm going to leave it alone because I've probably, probably done thinking about it, uh, at least for the time being. Perhaps the conversation will come up again, but uh, Scheisse. It's very, uh, very interesting to, to see stuff like that happen.